What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me is Kevin Josh. The Hounds got a 1-1 draw with the top team in the East, and that's literally all I know about it. I'll explain on the other side. Let's go! I think that's a great question. Now we got to get into the nitty-gritty. Gentlemen, so, um, yeah, I spent my weekend basically at Cub Scout camp from like Friday night all the way until late Sunday night. And so by the time I got home, I did not have an opportunity to watch the game and I worked all day today, so I couldn't watch the game and I considered watching the highlights, but then I thought it might be more fun to have you guys like artists paint me a picture of what actually happened. And, uh, and so I can get your perspective on things at the same time. So literally all I know about this game is that the Hounds tied 1-1. And I know that Kevin Kerr scored on a penalty because my phone gave me an alert telling me that. Otherwise, I know nothing. I'm actually curious. But before we start talking about it, mm-hmm. um, I want you to pull up the stats on the game and I'll keep talking to let you give a moment so you can search for it and all that kind of stuff but I think it'd be interesting where to you know because we always talk about oh like you know the stats doesn't really tell you the full story of the game you know you, you get a lot of it just from from watching it and, you know being there and understanding it that way so I, I want to see you know if if our story of the match would line up from your quick just i'm going to take a quick glance at the stats page and see what i would interpret based off of that so looking at the stats page now you have it up if you you don't have it up <laughs> i'm working on it my, my gosh let's invest in some higher speed internet out in ligonier um yeah i know but you uh, when you move to the country <laughs> But, but yeah, I thought that'd be interesting um, to, to see if what you could glean from the stats matches, you know, Josh and I's perception of the game. Well, even before that, like, how do you feel about us getting a draw against yeah, Tampa Bay? Yeah. So I think, I mean, we talked about it a little bit going into this game. We sort of had high expectations. So I think the fact that we scored first... Granted, it was yet another penalty, which I feel like we could probably just do a whole show about the number of penalties that the Hounds have gotten this year, good or bad. Um, I mean, they're goals, so we'll take them. But um, uh, I think I'm okay with it. I think, you know, I was really hoping for three points. Did you predict a win last week? I think I did predict a win, yeah. Yeah, we both said, I think, 2-0 wins. Yeah, so... Yeah, you said that they wouldn't lose. So You said a 2-2 draw because you were a jerk, and yeah. you just wanted to put the bully special out there. Yeah, <laughs> you are a jerk. Okay, so I finally have the stats up. So looking through them, just the general stats, we had more possession, which why don't you, I feel... Why don't you read it out? Yeah, okay, as you go okay. through it. Yeah, yeah, so, so we, had, we had more possession. It was 52.9, basically 53% to 47%, which there was this weird thing last year where it felt like anytime we had more possession than the other team, we lost... Or we didn't get a win. So it's it's mm-hmm. weird that we drew this game and we had more possession. Um, we won more duels, 55 to 45. Won more aerial duels. We had 10 to 6 in interceptions. We only had two offsides to their five. We had six corners to their none. Uh, 
man okay so distribution or passing accuracy was 66 percent which kev you keep saying you'd like to see it up in the 70s so that's probably not a great thing um we had more passes than them we had eight shots five of them on target to their six to three on target so we had decent opportunities we had a couple of shots outside the box hmm um I mean, this feels like it was... I mean, they had two yellow cards to earn zero. Do you you think, based off of that, we played better than Tampa? I I love this. This is great. We should should pick someone every week to not watch. (laughs) (laughs) I would guess, just looking at the stats, that, yes, that we performed better than Tampa. Now, the caveat I'll add to that is I know that recently in our run of form where we were on our streak of however many wins we had, we were always the less favorable teams when it comes to stats. So that's the one thing. It's sort of weird that we're now on top in stats and we got the draw. But I'm going to go ahead and guess that by your reaction to that, Kev, that that was not your perception of oh, how no. things actually played out. No, I genuinely just enjoyed the experience of this. <laughs> so this whole thing was just you messing with me. Okay. Not messing with you, you know, running an experiment. Let's see what uh let's see what your thoughts are and let's talk about it. Okay. Well, let's let's do this. I literally jumped straight to the stats. I have not yet even seen the starting lineup. So one of the first things I wanted to ask you guys was in terms of the starting 11, we were hoping after some of the shuffle we spent a lot of time last week on the show talking about was Lily doing rotation for rotation's sake, or was it a situation where the guys weren't fit? And we were really kind of hoping to get back to the Dos Santos-Brett pairing up top with Mertz and Kerr and Kenny in the midfield. Did we see that in this game, or was there more rotation? This was the best possible team, I feel like. I feel like if if I could build the team uh, you know, who I wanted to be starting every game, if you know fully healthy so forth and so on it would be this lineup this this was it, i was so happy to it's see the, the lineup, lineup that you just had mike exactly it is that lineup this is literally like everyone is in who i went in so we we do have Mertz, dos santos brett forbes kerr tommy v uh adewale greenspan james dover and morton in net so i mean that that is to me that that's perfect okay i agree yeah Okay, so we we roll out sort of, at least from our perspective, our top 11. Um, How did we come out of the gate? Because, you know, when you have the top team in the East by a long shot coming into your house, you could either approach it defensively and try to let them make mistakes, or you could go on the front foot and try to get the first goal. And I can't, honestly, when I say like all I know is that Kerr scored on a penalty, that's all I know. I can't even remember what time in the game that happened. So how did the first, you know, 15 minutes to the first half actually shake out here? Kevin? It, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, for me, yeah, I, I thought we played really, really well, um, especially in the first half. I think um, it, it, we were clearly the I, I, the better side. I think we created more chances. Um, you know, something I always talk about is when I think the opposition plays uh, two forwards against our, our back line of three, it, it really benefits uh, benefits us, especially when we're at home, because we have, with Von Kiesel kind of floating around and creating double teams when necessary, 
when we're out of possession and when we're in possession, we're fine going two on two. That was the case for a large portion of this game. Um, so much so that uh, Rowdy's uh, coach, you can hear him screaming early on in the, in the match saying, you know, they're going one-on-one with us up top, like try to take advantage of that. And, and it's, at least for the first half, they, they couldn't. And I would say for a large portion of the second half, they couldn't either. Um, so I, I thought we controlled them really well. I thought we didn't create like a ton of chances, but we created good chances in the first half. Enough enough to score. We didn't score in the first half. Kirk gets his penalty in the 50th minute. Um, but, uh, but I thought we played really well. Josh, Kevin just said yeah. we had a bunch of chances. What uh, talk me through like one or two of them? I didn't say. I said we said we had a couple good chances. I didn't say we'd have a bunch, but yeah. Okay. Well, we, yeah, I would say like it's 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 more that we we were taking the shots. Um, I will say that the reason why we I, we didn't get a goal from run of play is because they are really good at blocking that and shutting us down. And the reason why you're seeing a lot of possession for us is because I felt like, especially that first half, they were letting us keep the ball, but they were they were defending really well. And it, it, I mean, there was opportunities, sure. And and I I do think that if if that would have stayed the same the whole game, we probably could have gotten a, a goal from run and play. I I do think the second half is a different story, um, especially uh, after the goal. Um, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah, so that first half, uh, it felt like we were out to win. We were attacking, focused, and it was exciting to watch. Like I, Even without that goal in the first half, I, I did think we were looking good. And the fact that I kept to remind myself this is the best team in the league that we're playing against um, and we're looking like this, uh, it was very positive. One thing you mentioned, sort of the possession stats um, as it relates to the first half, was it a situation where the possession was predominantly in our back? Like they were just sort of letting us pass it around and we were trying to find ways up? Or were we actually possessing it in the midfield and trying to make things happen? Kev, how, how were you reading that? I mean, for me, it was a little bit of both. Um, yeah. We, you know, we, we did finally, I think once the first 10 minutes went, I think both teams kind of settled down a bit. I think for the first 10 minutes, it was a bit chippy and, and people were kind of flying into each other. Um, but then it settled down a bit. And I think we, we felt a bit more comfortable on the ball and started to kind of slowly build up pressure in that way. Um, and, and I think once again, it's a consequence of, of the players playing well together uh, and, and kind of understanding each other's runs and all that kind of stuff. I mean, there's a point in the first half where you can hear Lily trying to get the message to Mertz and Kerr in particular that once they make a positive pass forward into either Brett or DeSantos or whoever, they, that Lily wanted them to follow that up with a positive run forward. He said, we're playing too much in our half. We need to get them up the, uh, up the field more. And so that was, that was a great moment where, you know, we always wonder what he's thinking. You know, all of that was captured clearly on audio. And it, it was a clear message of he wants Kerr and Mertz to get further forward and, and support and, and attack. And I think, yeah, for the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes of the first half, they struggled to do that. But then they started to do that. And I think, you know, it, it really started paying off. Kerr starts to get a couple more chances. Mertz starts getting a couple more chances. And, and the pressure builds from that. Uh, one of the things that jumps out at me, and I, I mean, obviously we're going to get to it, but it sounds like you guys are alluding to sort of two totally different halves, which we'll get to here. Not entirely, uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say yeah. it's not the whole half. Yeah. Um, 
but one of the stats that jumps out at me is the shots outside the box, which I know we've sort of been harping on for a while, and we've had at least a little bit of success with. I mean, we had three shots outside the box, five total on target, although five, oh, okay, five inside the box, three outside the box. Did it feel like, you know, at least in terms of run of play, that the three shots outside the box were legit chance i'm like now i'm asking you to pinpoint three specific shots during the game which i know is probably not fair and is really difficult but did it ever feel like from an attacking standpoint were were our opportunities mostly things that were coming off crosses like we've seen thus far or was there things like you know kenny trying to rip a shot from 25 yards out just because he had a chance um dover had a shot uh it looks like uh i'm looking back at the play-by-play and it looks like a the 24th minute uh dover had one outside the box uh right footed shot uh and th- I, I don't remember that one looking all that impressive like I, that i can remember and then uh actually in the fifth minute uh kevin kerr also kind of tried a shot from outside the box uh really long range but uh nothing I, I i never felt like it was like we're almost getting a goal that first half like it felt more like okay we're wearing them down and we were we're making them work for that defense now they also had an opportunity and if, if you do watch highlights they, they kind of highlight this opportunity that uh tampa bay had uh, adoro had a shot uh i think it was right outside the box and it was pretty close um it kind of made me a little bit worried and that was pretty early on, like first half of the game as well but yeah, it was mostly, I felt the most dangerous was when we were doing corners. Uh, corners and set pieces in general. I, there was a lot of really close calls. Uh, and their keeper had to make some some saves. So, okay, going into halftime here, you know, we had talked a lot about, we've talked a lot in the past about, you know, where does this team end up finishing? And it's really hard to get a read on things because we've played fewer games than almost anybody else. And, you know, eventually that's all going to balance itself out. But I think, Josh, we talked about at the end of the last episode where really, you know, we were three to six points behind everyone except really Tampa. Did it feel like in this first half that we could potentially make an argument for being a top four team come the end of the season, at least in terms of how we were playing on the field and the way we were competing with Tampa versus, you know, to this point, we've been saying maybe we're not a top four team. Maybe we're just a, you know, top 10 team making the playoffs. Josh, how were you feeling about this team after that first half? I was feeling pretty confident, actually. Like I I thought like this is a really good game and we're holding, we're holding up to the pressure and, if this is Tampa and looking at their winning streaks and like think they've only lost one game this season so far, like this was all positive for for the Hounds. Like I I I, I didn't think for a second I was like ah we're probably gonna lose this. Like it was definitely like a confident like we can at least get the draw. I was thinking maybe zero zero, but uh, yeah, I was thinking like yeah we could definitely get the draw or we can we can win this one. Okay, so then we go into halftime and I guess the big question that I haven't asked yet. There was no rain delay, right? Like this was, we, we were good. Like we played a sunny full skies. Game. Perfect. It was it was a little bit too sunny, if I may say so myself. <laughs> but uh, just that, that's just because I don't like Josh. getting sunburned. That's all. <laughs> okay. All right. So we go into halftime. Scores nil nil. We come out five minutes later. Kerr scores off a pen. 
walk me through kev what what happened leading up to the pen who was fouled was it a legit pen in your mind and how did it all play out so i thought the the start of the second half i think tampa turned it up a bit but at the same time i don't think they were i mean you know it wasn't significant in the sense that we are immediately on the back foot um they just they looked a bit more up for it and and yeah um but i i mean to me i don't know it, to me the pen was legit so pretty much brett um brett's through on net um he he just crosses into the 18 when a tampa bay defender it's one of those things where he's trying to keep up with him and his leg kind of nicks brett's leg while they're running at full speed and then so that forces him to go down um and was, then was, when, the, when, you, when you say that brett was clearing was like was that the last offender yeah ryan james is the one who okay. uh who booted the ball up to brett and then brett was getting scissored essentially like two guys coming from either side of him closing in on him and he was breaking away in the middle of them and that's when he 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 beat him. It looked like he was going to get it. And, yeah, one of the players it, – it's hard to tell from our angle, though. I mean, Honestly, I watched the replay a couple times, and I can't tell how bad the the, the trip up is. But, you know, Brett goes down in the box, and uh, right away the, the uh, ref points to the spot. It's not even like a hesitation on his part. Here's the thing for me, though. I think um, that this gets lost in the debate a lot of times in these scenarios when things get caught a penalty. When you're, yeah, when you're jogging and that happens, yeah, it's easier to catch your balance and keep going. When you're sprinting and someone just kind of touches you, that's a big thing. And it'll cause you to knock off your balance and you'll go down easier. And so I think for me, that's the scenario is, you know, it wasn't like Brett was just kind of jogging through. I mean, these players are going at high speeds. And if you just get a little shoulder, yeah, that's going to knock you off the ball entirely. And so I think for me, that's what happened. He's going at full speed. His, his, you know, his, his back leg, uh, you know, gets, gets pushed a little left. He tries to bring it down and catches the back of his own heel trips over. I think that's how I I could be going way too in detail here, but, um, and he goes, and he goes down. And for me, it was pen. Um, I think the interesting part was it, it wasn't Brett who took the pen. It was Kerr. Um, because I think what historically, mostly throughout the season, Brett's been taking our penalties. And I think even in those scenarios, Kerr was on the field. So it's not like a scenario where Kerr was off the field and that's why Brett took it. So um, kind of interesting that Tur- you know Kerr took it. But yeah, he made no mistake with the penalty either. Tucked it away in the in the right-hand side of the net and, and that was that. Uh, that was going to be my next question. So you meant you alluded to Brett not taking it. I might be wrong, but I think the last pen brett took was against ottawa which was when it was saved because we talked about francois sort of pointing which kev you debated everybody does it but regardless um i'm wondering if that didn't have something to do with it i was surprised to see that it was kerr on the pen josh were you at all surprised to see that i was a little bit surprised but at the same time um i he's i didn't feel like it was a situation where there was something hinky going on i i just i'm wondering if maybe it's just he he asked for it, or it could have been, you know, we've seen Lily kind of just shout out who takes it, and maybe a situation where Lily felt like you know, that that was his this time. Um, it's it's strange. I don't understand how this team decides on on pins, and I, it'd be interesting if someone could ask uh, that question, maybe one of the pressers or something like that, because I don't know if this is player choices or if it's Lily's choice. Because um, yeah, you just it feels weird. 
Well, we talked to Velarde, and I can't remember who we were playing against. We were away, and he got that yeah. pen. And he said that that was a case where Lily was telling him, like, take the pen. And he said he even asked Kenny, like, do you, yeah. you want to take it? And Kenny was like, no. Like, he said, you, you take it. <laughs> it's like, I don't get yelled at by Coach. You exactly. take it. Exactly. So if it, is, <laughs> if it is the decision um, by Lily to have Kerr take it, I'm not disputing it. Clearly, Kerr scored. He's a professional. It's just we haven't – I don't know if he's – taken other pens so far this year i'd have to go back and look i can't remember this year but something else to keep in mind that with that goal he is now second place for all-time goals for the hounds he was tied oh for that, that has to be it then i don't think it is though because i don't think lily gives a crap about that yeah. if lily decided this he he didn't do it because of that if the players decided it they could have been like yeah. dude get this goal because then you're gonna be in second place for all-time goals for the hounds you already had the all-time assist goal this would be pretty cool, yeah. but if it's not, if it's not the player's choice, if it's Lily's choice, there's no way he gave a crap about that. Because if he did give a crap about that kind of stuff, he would have let Morton uh, not be in that game in the end of the season last year and get the golden boot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the golden glove instead of having him play and lose the golden glove. So yeah, yeah I don't think it's that. I mean, I, I, Wait, that has Morton, to be the next question be. we ask though when an interview comes in, because like I, I, I think I don't know. It seems like a lot of other teams just generally, like, the players just kind of pick. You know, the players on the field say, hey, are you confident? No. Are you confident? Okay, cool. Take it. Like, And so it, it would be, yeah, if Lily's making the call, then, okay, we have our answer. But I just, I, I'm, if we don't know, I tend to lean towards the possibility of the players picking. In, in which Agreed. case, Yeah, in, in which case, you know, yeah, the players could be looking out for Kurt. And in that scenario, I appreciate that because that means the players have each other's backs, and you know, and and they want to see each other succeed and all that kind of stuff. So I mean, that's you know, in a in a season where I think you know we talked earlier in the season of maybe questioning kind of team solidarity and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, <laughs> if if this long line of speculation turns out to be the case, um, then then it's only good news. So Kev, you said Kerr tucks it away. Was it? close like the, did the goalie guess the right side or wasn't he was it not even close not from my memory josh you might be able to remember yeah. more um it, it, it was a close he he dove to uh the keeper dove to his right and kerr shot in the opposite direction and it wasn't like the corner of the net or anything like that he it was it was on the like from on kerr's point of view his right hand side mm-hmm. uh and it just right in the middle of the net perfectly fine like Nice. on the right hand side and it's just like okay that's that's the goal and it was it looked pretty simple <laughs> okay so that happened in the 50th minute hounds are up one nothing at home against the top team in the east um my fear <laughs> and i'm worried this is what you guys are going to tell me happened is that we decided to park the bus and try to just hold a one nothing lead against the top team in the east kevin you're smiling is, is that, that what you think happened i'm I hope that's not the case. <laughs> I love playing this game. I hope that that you know we just said keep the pressure on them because it sounds like what you guys are telling me up to this point is that we were doing a good job of keeping Tampa on their heels and making their defense do the work and their defense was doing the work. But Kev, you said they came out a little bit in the first half and turned it up a notch. So I'm picturing you know i want to give lily more credit but i'm picturing him saying like let's retreat back a little bit and maybe drop into a you know a 5-4-1 and have like a brett up top and drop dos santos into the midfield and is that how this shook out 
Kev, you're, you're having way... The faces you're making at me as I'm saying this, it's just, it's messing uh, with my head. J- Josh, tell, and like, tell me if, if you think otherwise. But honestly, I think, especially immediately after the goal, no, I, I don't think we did that at all. If anything, we were the one who went on and created the next two chances. Yes, um, I, I think it was, it was more likely that we were going to get a second than Tampa get, get an equalizer in the period of, you know, 10 to 15 minutes after that goal uh, happened. Um, no, I, I, I think, you know, it's what, I mean, th- this is a stat we shouldn't, I, I know all season we haven't lost at home mm-hmm. and I want to say something ridiculous, like outside of playoffs or whatever, like it's, Lily hasn't lost in Highmark or whatever. I think Lily's lost once outside of the playoffs at Highmark. Okay. So I, I, you know, in. And on top of that, everything that he talks about of us needing to be the dominant team at home, I, you know, <laughs> we have enough evidence now where I believe him when he says that, and, and I think we're seeing evidence of it as well. I, I think, you know, the fact that, you know, he says early on in the game, no, Mertz and Curry, you need to be more aggressive and more attacking and more adventurous getting forward. The fact that we keep the pressure on after we get this goal, I think he is really committed to being the dominant team at home. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what we saw, um, after, after that goal went in for me. Um, the game slowed down a lot for me. Uh, I mean, even if you look at the, um, the play by play, uh, on the recap, you're seeing, uh, wins a free kick in the 56, uh, Tampa wins a free kick in the 57th. Uh, foul by Toby Adewale, uh, foul by Taylor in the 61st, uh, free kick. Like there's, there's constant, it seems like at least like every minute or two, there's a foul and there's a free kick and there's a free kick and there's a free kick. So, I mean, it was just very kind of like, okay, the game slowed down, but we still looked good. I don't, I don't disagree with that part of it. And I still think we were, we were attacking and making chances. Um, yeah. in 69th, uh, attempt missed by Dos Santos, uh, uh, so yeah, there was still opportunities for us to score, and it, it looked like a good game. And it was kind of like I—I I don't want to say we got complacent, but it kind of felt like okay, we're riding out the rest of this game. We're still gonna you know push the attack, but we're we are happy with. I don't feel like there was an urgency to score a second, but there at the same time there wasn't like a a defend and try to keep the one zero score line. So yeah. Okay, so now now we're basically up to the. 65th 70th minute in your mind are you guys thinking we're gonna win this one nothing are you feeling confident in sort of how we're playing or are you nervous that we got the last 20 minutes to sort of ride this out josh i mean you were there what was sort of your mindset right around that point where we start i'm assuming they start making subs right around that time as well um, so they made their first sub in the 66th minute, uh, and it was for uh, Taylor uh, came out, uh, and their goal scorer came in. <laughs> uh, Lucky came in. So that, like, I didn't realize it at the time, but, like, kind of watching uh, the game again later on and, like, seeing, like, okay, this is, like, they're calling in, you know, fresh legs and uh, attacking, and, and this could be dangerous which ended up being dangerous. But uh, in the stands, it felt like this could happen, like that we could win this game and that we were probably going to win this game. Uh, personally, how I felt. Um, we started making our sub. Uh, the first sub we made was Valeski came in uh, for Brett. And that felt like a 
good idea. Like, you know, okay, we're attacking, attacking. It's kind of interesting because you would think maybe defensive-minded would come in, but it was more, you know, just, hey, yeah, we're going to keep on pushing it. Um, and then on the 85th minute, that's when we made the rest of ourselves. But, yeah, first thing, first, the, the goal well, in the 84th minute. So, okay, Josh, you said in the stands you got the sense around the 70th minute that you were feeling confident that, like, we could we could make this happen. We could walk away one nothing. Kevin, on the feed, were you feeling the same thing? Uh, I mean, yes and no, but uh, it all my feelings around that time weren't necessarily um, – created by the play i was watching on the field it was more of the you know the knowledge of the teams playing in this game i mean you know we're one nil yeah and i think you know we were playing better than tampa but you know tampa's tampa they're the best team in the east you know we've we've been in this scenario before where you know we feel comfortable and we, we end up kind of slipping up at the very end um so no it, it was it, it never felt sure and it's only one goal it's not two um i'm maybe i felt you know i'd feel better at two but you know i i don't think tampa has lost on the road this season could be wrong um but i th- uh you know they're a strong team you know they're playing relatively well they're keeping us out of the net so yeah as uh, the longer this game went on you know there was always a chance for tampa to to retaliate and that's what they did in the end but that w- that was my fear it, w- it wasn't really directed by anything i was having on the field it was more of you know what tampa's just a really good side and anything could happen okay so we're we're now um, i'm still going through this in my mind you guys are doing a great job here painting this picture we're <laughs> at roughly the 80th minute at what point does tampa score and what like led up to it how how did this happen josh would talk talk me through this man yeah i mean it, it, they were on the attack um i think it's about midpoint of the uh field uh someone boots the ball forward and lucky got on it and he was pretty open like it did he was in the box and he he was wasn't really marked that well uh and once he got it, he started running towards the right-hand side of the goal, and it looked like Morton had him. Like it looked like he was like Morton was tracking him down, and they were probably like two feet away from each other. And Lucky was just able to hook the 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 ball into the net. Like he was, I think it was his right foot, and he it was almost going out, and he just was able to kind of like hook it in, and it got past Morton, uh, and it somehow went in like from the angle even like because that was on the steel army side it it looked like he was past the point where he could get a goal but yeah he was able to chest it down then hook it in it was pretty much a one-two because he chested it and then it bounced forward almost went out and he hooked it in so then this sound I, i think i can tell the answer based on what you've said whose fault was the goal was it lucky's fault or was it kyle's fault i mean i i don't know why Morton was able to, or I don't know why Lucky was uh, not marked better because it looked like he kind of floated between our defenders. Uh, um, I think it let me check to make sure I don't want to say the wrong person. Uh, but yeah, Tommy V was the one that he was closest to, uh, but he was kind of floating between Tommy V and then Greenspan. So, it, it, but it looked like it should have been Tommy V that had him covered. Um, and then once he chested it down and kind of like broke forward a little bit and hooked it in Morton. I mean, both of them at that point, I, I do think it's, you know, he's just a good player, so he's going to make magic, but 
uh, either one of those, you could kind of say need an entire defense there, and also Morton uh, should have been able to close that down because of the angle. Kev, you've probably been the most critical of the keepers out of all three of us. Was this a savable shot? Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say it. I'll, I'll, I'm going to keep being the most critical of the goalkeepers. No, uh, for, from my perspective, um, yes, it, we could have defended it better, but I'm, I'm generally of the opinion this was two Tampa players doing two really good things. The the guy who fed the ball in to Tampa's forward, Lucky, um, it was a great ball. It was like a 20-yard, you know, arced pass you know in the air um and lucky made a good run split in between our two uh defenders and the ball was perfectly weighted lucky makes a great first touch off the off his chest puts him you know in it's not too heavy not too light gives himself the room to run onto it um puts himself at the right angle but given all of that you know they still do two really good things you know, I, I think it's a really good actually build up play from tampa even in that scenario, if you go back and look at the highlights, it, he shouldn't be scoring from that angle. So for, for me, that's when it goes back to the keeper because given, given Tampa playing quite well, I think even in the face of that, we, de- we defend it enough where we're, we're forcing their chance to be at a relatively tight angle close to net. And we should be, you know, we should be allowed to give up chances like that yeah if if if, if their players one-on-one with the keeper <laughs> then fine yeah it, it's our defense's fault and the keeper if he can get anything out of it it's it's a plus but i think it, it, you know, in this scenario once again do i i feel like i've been saying this a lot but right before lucky you know shoots pa- go back and watch the video pause it and make a bet with yourself of, of whether or not a player should should be making this and he really shouldn't. I don't understand how it gets under Morton. He kind of commits himself, but then gets his angles kind of wrong, and it looks like it just somehow teleports through his like left elbow and and left thigh, and it kind of just goes right, you know, by his side. And so you know, it, Morton play, had a fine game, but in in those scenarios, you know, I, I think especially earlier on in the season, we, I, you know, I, I banged the drum of, you know, if we had a if we had a, you know, a top four keeper. You know, we would be so much higher up the table, oof, and and oof, and I, that hurts. <laughs> and and I think and I think in this scenario as well, you know, top four keeper makes this save, and uh, and we win the game one nil. Because I uh, honestly, I I think Tampa was, they weren't creating a ton of chances, and uh, and this is the one they score off of, and it just kind of hurt a little bit. And it was late in the game. I mean, it's eighty fourth minute when he gets that goal. And uh, another note about this is uh. Poku uh, is the one who who got the assist, and he came on in the 73rd minute. So it's two subs that got that goal, um, which is kind of, you know, fresh legs, that whole conversation. Uh, one of the situations where it shows good coaching on their part as far as, like, making those subs, uh, making the correct subs. And I, I do think, you know, Tampa Bay is a good team, and Collins is a great coach. So, yeah. And a small note, too. I mean, I want to make the point of, you know, as far as keepers are concerned, you know, if it wasn't for their keeper, McCarthy, you know, Tampa's keeper, we would have had at least another goal. Dos Santos, you know, off of a corner, he has a header, and uh, McCarthy makes a a fingertip save, pushes it on the crossbar, and it goes over the net. You know, 
McCarthy had a relative, you know, a pretty good game, and he kept he kept Tampa in the game. And uh, if it wasn't for him, we would have scored more. So it's in those scenarios where, you know, you're watching opposition teams, goalkeepers, kind of bail them out and keep them in the game, and it, and it never quite feels like our keeper is kind of bailing us out of scenarios and keep us in the game. You know, Morton and Pack, they'll make great saves, but I feel like a lot of the time it's it's in scenarios where it's like it's not huge moments in the game. Um, and, and I just, we, yeah, we need to see that more if, if we want to keep a sustained pressure and, and momentum building in, in our kind of top four uh, pursuits. Not to like sidetrack things, but for whatever reason, it just dawned on me. Uh, all of your harping about having a really good keeper, this has nothing to do with Liverpool having a successful season this year, does it? <laughs> oh, I mean, look, it's, after, I, Allison, after they, Allison is arguably the best keeper in the world right now. I mean, right. he gets he gets the Champions League Golden Glove. He gets the I think he gets the Premier League Golden Glove. He gets the Copa America Golden Glove. Um, no, he's freaking incredible. Um, but I mean, Liverpool was on the verge last year, and they had a crap keeper. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. they get a good keeper, and they're world beaters. So, yeah, yeah. maybe. Um, so okay, uh, there's still five minutes left in this game plus stoppage time. So, was there any hope in those last five plus minutes? of either team scoring or did it feel like both teams were sort of content with the with the one point josh what was your read on it that was my disappointment in this game up to this moment yeah it sucks that we got that they got a goal but you know it's against the best team in the league okay but after that goal it felt like everyone was done it just felt like okay like both sides or just the hounds i mean pretty much yeah i i don't I, i i don't really remember feeling like tampa was like really really testing us after that but it, definitely the hounds they weren't it didn't feel like they cared like it's like okay well that sucks they got a goal uh so now we're just gonna kind of you know let this play out and we're gonna be happy with a uh draw that's how it felt in the stands when it was happening because it just felt like nothing was happening no one was really doing much of anything well that's disheartening <laughs> that's what i feel like I, I i i don't i haven't rewatched the last part of this game i didn't get a chance to get that far on my rewatch today but uh yeah uh, in the stands it felt like it was pretty much given up and i remember even making the comment on our discord the steel army discord that i was like you know what they didn't care like after that goal went in it was just like oh that sucks well, i guess we got a point For, from tampa's perspective too that could have been something where you know it's showing us a a great great deal amount of respect of they they understand how hard fought of a game this was and being on the road and still you know top of the east and all that kind of stuff um you know i i think after you know 80 minutes you know before before tampa scores if you offer them a draw they're taking it all day obviously i don't i don't i don't think tampa could have ever made the argument where they felt like they deserved to walk away with three points today um so i think especially when they're when that goal goes in you know, on, on top of, I, I don't think they were particularly dominant throughout the game. So I, I think Tampa, you know, it's understandable if, if they're like, yep, we're cool with getting out of here with a draw at this point at 85 minutes and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we were strong at home. They understand that. And, and so that's that could have been some explanation on their side. So it sounds like, Kev, what you're saying is that you feel like Tampa took their foot off the gas for the last however many minutes as well. Is that fair? sure honestly i mean yeah i i 
I don't remember in great detail. I was so upset after <laughs> after the goal went in. I I I, I glanced at, at stuff, um, but but yeah. So I don't want to speak out of turn here. All right. So you guys again have done a great job of painting this picture. I got one last question for both of you. Was this? And I think I might know the answer. Was this one point earned or two points lost, Josh? I mean, uh, if I go by my heart, it's it's two points lost. But if I use my head, I mean, if you would have told me at the beginning of this that we got a point against Tampa, I wouldn't have been sad. So I, I feel like getting a point against the best team in the league is nothing to really hang your head in shame. It's just the fact that it came in the 84th minute is where it really hurts. So hearts, two points, heads, one point. Kev? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I agree with a lot with what Josh said, but I think, if anything, I think this pointed to we we played the best you know the best team in the East, and we were better than them, and it felt like it was just one of those games where you know you, you can have games where you you feel like you execute the plan properly, you feel like you're the better team, you're creating chances and all that kind of stuff, and even in those scenarios. Sometimes it's not your day. Something happens. You don't. You don't. You don't get the three points. And I felt like that was what happened. You know, in in nightmare scenarios, you can have that situation play out and lose based off of bad refereeing decisions or you know a, a fluke goal or whatever. And at least that wasn't the case. And and you know, so I, I think I think we can be forgiven in a scenario where, you know, yeah, Tampa's a great side. We were better than them. And, uh, and, and for me, it was one of those, you know what, maybe it just wasn't our day, you know, where, where I think we, we, we play this out again and we win more times than, than we draw or even lose. But it was just unfortunately one of those times that we draw. But I, I will say, I mean, like watching this game, you know, going back to the whole like, I don't know, playoff discussion and all that kind of stuff, it, it, it got me excited. I mean, because this was like, in my head, I'm thinking, all right, if we get Tampa, now granted we're at home and all that kind of stuff, in, in a weird freak universe, if we get Tampa at home for like a playoff game, I'm, yeah, like I'm geared up for that. And, and, and I, I feel hopeful for that and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, the Hounds proved to me in this game, you know, we can hang with the best teams in the league. And I was always convinced of that. It was, it was, it's always this kind of weird, you know, mid table. I, I know, genuinely. I, look, look, go back and listen to last week's podcast. You know, I talked about how. Against bigger, you know, against bigger teams, you, you know, last season and early on in this season, we t- we tend to show up. You know, it's it's these kind of weird mid-table, you know, lower-table games that we don't play very well, and they end up getting a bounce, we end up tying or losing or whatever. Um, you know, I thought we played pretty well that game, and I, and I wasn't entirely shocked by that. Okay. So out of the past three games, the Hounds come away with four points. Which, but wait, before we before we go into like a bigger kind of broad view thing. Shout out to um, Tampa's manager Collins because he was arguably the entertainment of the game. If you're watching on the stream, <laughs> he was priceless. It was great. the The audio caught like everything he was saying, and boy, was he saying stuff. And like you know, even even points where the camera was just focused on him, and they would cut to him, <laughs> and it would just be Collins yelling at the fourth ref and yelling at the referee and all that kind of stuff. It was great. I mean, so the, like, to, to watch a game where Lily wasn't the loudest manager all the time <laughs> is is impressive. And uh, yeah, Collins, what a guy. 
Yeah, I intend to go back and watch, um, if not the whole game, large portions of this game after you guys have sort of talked through it. So it was it's, it was a good game to watch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, later on in the game, I can't remember exactly what happened because I didn't actually see the foul. Or it wasn't a foul, but I didn't see it happen. But uh, Greenspan did get a knock at the very end, and uh, I, I think he's okay. He played the rest of the game, um, but he was rattled. I mean, it looked like he. They did like concussion protocol and all that kind of stuff to make sure he was okay. Um, but I know one of the army uh, members talked to him after the game because everyone's on the field as always, and it's like, "How are you feeling?" And he's like, "Terrible." So I mean, it, it's it's I don't know if like it's like maybe a headache or what, but I'm hoping he's okay. You know, you don't you hate to see that, especially concussion type worries and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Small note too to um, Davo. I've been meaning to bring him up for the past couple. Has anyone known why he's been out? I assumed it was injury. It was injury. Yeah, okay. he was working yeah. his way back from health. Um, okay. Why did yeah. he did he get time in this game? He he got on at, the, at what in like the eighty fifth for Kerr or something. Uh, something okay. like that. I can't remember what minute he came in. Okay. Uh, yeah, he came in eighty fifth. Uh, for that that was the double sub of Frankie and Dabo both came in. Yeah, so I'm I'm very happy about that. I, I think you know early on in the season he was getting a lot of game time and he seemed to be the one that Lily almost trusted the most in midfield along with Forbes. Um, so, you know, I know, look, I don't want to see the whole like Forbes Mertz thing broken up at all, but Dobbins is a really good player. He's a really good option in the midfield and it was just really good to see him back. Well, and if I remember correctly too, Lily was playing Dabo much further up the field. He was playing him in the attacking midfielding role, which was mm, interesting. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I yeah. cuz th- I remember there were times he was in the 18 like trying to make plays and stuff. And we were like, "What? What's what's going on here?" Um that's not, not a knock on Dabo. That's just not what we saw at all last year where he was more successful as the holding mid. So, um okay. Well, guys, thanks for that. That was a uh, very enlightening. Hopefully, Everybody enjoyed sort of your retelling of the tape. Um, yeah, we like I like I started to say, we got four points out of the last three games. I think we originally were hoping to get more than six, so it's not great. But at the same time, compared to the string that we were on early on this season, where we we're just picking up a bunch of draws, four points is better than three. So we got to take every point that we can at this point. And I've just said point way too many times. Um, so we're going to, I got on. your point though. It's yeah, okay. You got my point. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next up guys, we got North Carolina FC at home this Saturday, 7 PM. North Carolina is currently fourth place in the East. They recently lost one, nothing to Birmingham, but before that they were on an eight game lossless streak where they beat the Red Bulls two to one, the Rowdies three to one and Nashville one, nothing all teams that are currently above us in the table. They're a good squad. And they've been on a tear recently. I think the loss to Birmingham is a bit surprising, especially since they beat them during that eight-game stretch. I want to say three nothing. Um, so the, to lose to them one nothing is a bit of a shocker. Now, the one positive thing that we have going for us—I mean, I need to give the Hounds more credit. I need to not just say, "Oh, you know, because they're at a disadvantage, we have an advantage." But North Carolina is playing Loudon on Wednesday, so we get them on a short week. We get a full week's rest. They got to play Wednesday and then play us on Saturday. So, with that said, let's all hope and pray that uh, Joe Greenspan is all right. Um, what are we? How are you guys feeling about this one? I mean, the the aside from you know Josh, you sort of saying that you felt like the last few minutes they just sort of stopped playing. That's disheartening. But on the flip side, it sounds like there were a lot of positives from this game. Um, I think the one that might be most 
not necessarily surprising, but at least most encouraging compared to what we saw at the beginning of the season is if it was the case where the players are pulling for each other and did make the decision to have Kerr take the kick. I think that camaraderie was a large component that we sort of collectively felt was missing earlier in the season. If that's one of the things that's helping these guys gel and really pull it together here, you know, at this point in the season, I think that's fantastic. So, Kev, North Carolina comes to town. What are you uh, What are you hoping to see? Same starting lineup, let's say. I'm yeah. not even going to let you say that. We'll just say same yeah. starting lineup. <laughs> what do you uh, What do you think happens here? I mean, I don't think we lose. Um, we're at home. <sighs> we don't We don't lose at home. Um, you always pick like the 66 percent option well i don't think we'll lose like <laughs> well i'm not a friggin soothsayer like i don't can't, can't predict the future um but no yeah i think it's very like we we don't lose and i think it yeah i, I think given a draw or a win i think we we still have a good uh, a good chance of winning um you know i think the fact that when you when you go on such a run for such a long time as north carolina did and then get a shock loss, I think that can kind of shake you. And especially when you have a midweek game, they're going to be tired. You know, they get their first loss after, what, eight games and all that kind of stuff. And they come to, you know, a game where, you know, statistically, from from like a betting odds perspective, no one's going to be expecting you to win. You know, that, this is going to be a tough game for them. It's going to be a tougher game for them than it is for us. And I'm, I'm pretty convinced of that. And so, and yeah, I'm not trying to paper over the cracks here and say like, we don't have our problems and, and that they're not a good team. They are. Um, but I, I, I think we have to be the ones feeling more confident than them going into this game, especially with their midweek game. We'll, we'll be more rested. We'll be able to get our, our you know, preferred 11 out there, barring, you know, any major injuries to Greenspan. And honestly, even if there is, I, I don't think it would, I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world. I, I it, it could force us to be a bit more adventurous going forward maybe even play four at the back you know enforcing maybe Adewale and Vakiazil playing as center backs and getting another person in midfield or something like that that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world um so yeah I feel pretty good about this game Josh how feel you yeah I'm I'm doubling down that two zero win Uh, I, I feel like if we can you know, draw Tampa and and be the better team for most of that game. I don't see a reason why we can't beat uh, this team. And uh, North Carolina is a good team, uh, but they they also have a lot of draws. I mean, it's it's not like they are uh, a team that's on a huge winning streak. Um, You know, so they have what? Let me make sure I'm right here. Yeah, they have seven draws, eight wins, and three losses. So it's, you know, Yes, they had a a lossless streak there, but it was peppered with a lot of draws. Right. Um, so uh, with that in mind, and knowing if this team doesn't have to play a midweek game, talking about the Hounds, and you know everyone seems to be healthy, uh, I I don't think there's going to be anything wrong with Greenspan. I think it was more of a just you know after that game getting beat up and taking that knock that he was just not feeling it. <laughs> so I think he's going to be back. Um, so, yeah, with that in mind, 2-0, I don't see why not. Uh, this team, on their good days, can beat any of these teams in this league. So, I honestly do believe that. I backed you on the 2 nothing call last week. I'm going to do the same thing this week. We'll basically have the exact same predict- predictions. I know, I know, I know. Um, no, I said boom, good. I'm not negative. Oh, okay. I thought you were, uh, like, booing me on that. But, no, no, uh, no, no. Um, 
Okay, so we're we're predicting not a loss, uh, and Josh and I are predicting wins. Guys, looking at sort of the upcoming schedule, we've got North Carolina this weekend. Then we go on the road to Hartford the following weekend, who we did no fairly yeah we did fairly well against Hartford, and then we return home for the start of August um, to take on Memphis nine hundred one. So now the question becomes: over those three games, I'm putting the over under at five and a half points. Are you taking the over? Or are you taking the under? I'm being more conservative. Last last time I said six and a half points, and that felt like it was pushing it. Five and a half means a win and two draws will do it. Two wins and a loss will do it. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. A win and two draws won't do it. It's got to be two wins to get you there. So at five and a half points, Josh, are you taking the over or the under? Over, because we have Hartford, which we should be able to beat Hartford. They're the worst, well, second to worst team in the East, I forgot about Swope Park. Sorry about that. Um, Swope, Swope Park's coming up after Memphis. So, like, we've got a nice little run here. Um, That's great. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, Memphis isn't that great either. They're in 15th place. They have a negative six goal differential. Um, they've lost 10 games. So, uh, I'm sorry, eight games. Uh, yeah, I'm not too worried about that game either, uh, especially the fact that that one's home. Uh, Hartford did just beat Indy, though. Keep that in mind. Somehow, some way, Hartford <laughs> won a game, and it was against Indy 11. Uh, it was 2-1. So that's kind of... <laughs> uh, sucks to be Indy. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't suck that bad. They're in third place. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So I, I think we could definitely get two wins. Uh, and I wouldn't be... I mean, I'd be ecstatic with three wins, obviously. But uh, I think three wins in a draw, or three wins or two wins in a draw is uh, definitely doable. Kev, do you disagree? Yeah, no, I'm taking the over as well. Um, okay. And honestly, I, yeah, the big like it's obvious, but the biggest game of this stretch is going to be against North Carolina. Um, you know, if we beat them, we, it pulls us within five points of them, and they're in fourth. Uh, we're on this, and and they've played one more game than us. So, yeah, we this 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 next stretch could be pivotal. For, for the it rest is. of our season. Yeah. I mean, it, this could be the, the, you know, the biggest three or four games of the season so far. If, if we can capitalize on it, then, you know, we're, we're, we're hitting form at the right time. We're getting momentum at the right time. We'll be in a position at the, of the table where I feel like we can probably make a strike. Um, you know, it, it feels like the likes of Tampa, Red Bulls, and Indy are starting to create some separation between them and the rest of the East. Um, so we need to we need to kind of ensure that you know we're going to be the most likely ones to get that fourth spot in a, in a home playoff game and all that kind of stuff, and and it starts with these next three or four games. Yeah, the whole thing is the runway. I think like in order to take off, you need a runway, and that runway is getting shorter from here on out. Yeah. So we we need if we're gonna take off, we need that runway, and this is you know that home stretch now. Yeah. Big month. It almost feels like I should have set it at like six and a half points, whereas it really just two wins or three wins. Or no, no, seven. Eh, I could have said seven. Eh, no, I don't know. I'm terrible at making odds. I'm not a bookie. Anyway, we're all taking the over and saying that the Hounds get at least two wins out of this. Um, and I do think the three are possible. I totally agree that the North Carolina game is the biggest game here. And that doesn't – we don't want to discount either of the other two teams. Um, you never want to do that in this league. And we but. also don't want to lose our heads if we like 
draw against right. North Carolina. Because yeah. we can turn around and get two sure. more wins right off the back of that, and that'd be still huge. So And we'd still be over. We'd still have seven points out of the yeah. three games. So we'd be we'd be sitting pretty. I not so I'm gonna stop talking. Guys, yep. um I think that, I think that's it for this episode. Um was there anything else you guys want to talk about? We're good? No, we're good. Yeah. It's uh it's all good. Cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Head over to mongols.com to hear all the shows that we put out, including the preview show and the postgame full 90. There you can also click over to the store, get yourself some sweet merch like a Mongols hat, victory beverage mug, lily ball shirt, and more. Follow us on Twitter at mongols. Email us at mongols at bgn.fm, at mongolspot on Instagram. Head over to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to the show, leave us a review. Otherwise, let us know you thought about this one. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later.